Good day, my friends, and welcome to episode 31 of Morse Podcast, the first podcast of 2019. I am your host, Alex, aka Moral Truth. And today's guest, we have a returning guest from one of our previous episodes. You may know him as Seab Official. We have Spooky Pete. You, you, you. Oh, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How about, you? How about yourself, dude? It's been a while. Yeah, you know, going through some changes. I, I kind of, I took the, I tried doing a channel at first, learned a lot, learned what worked, what didn't work. So now I'm kind of back and trying to do new and different things. That's cool, man. In case if any of the folks um, have not watched um, the previous episode, one of the previous episodes that you were on, you want to talk about what you were doing before and compared to what you're doing now? So I think like the best way to say what I was doing before is I was just kind of like being a mess and trying to figure out what worked. It was my first time like doing a channel and I was just like, I was getting all the equipment together, like my lights and my camera and my mic and stuff like that. Um, but I was doing like a whole, I was doing a podcast, Seab Speaks. I was doing like vlogs, which were kind of aimless if I'm being honest. And then uh other than that i've been like writing skits ever since i started doing seeb speaks and i haven't really started doing them yet but i think that's something y'all are gonna see with um spooky pete all right okay and um before we get further into this you want to talk about um like the process with um changing your name for your channel well so i think it just Okay, this is going to be so dumb, but like... No, no worries, boils, no worries. <laughs> I think what it boils down to is just, it always feels like change is scary. And one of the things I kind of started like realizing is I wasn't like super stoked on kind of like the self-help, self-improvement, like commentary type stuff where you weren't really encouraged to like take responsibility for like yourself so kind of in coming up with the name it's kind of admitting like i'm gonna do something different change is scary but i'm going to commit to actually trying to i guess be the change i want to see out there so it just kind of happened it was it was halloween spooky pete is something that had just been kind of like floating around my mind a lot and i was like you know what f it let's pull the trigger and do it so i just i kind of like got together i kind of salvaged like the same assets i was using before like my fonts and then i kind of co-opted an android emoji but i mean keep it simple you know yeah yeah that's that's pretty good yeah i I agree like sometimes you know it change can be scary and i like how you're trying to like you know express that you know through um you know the new channel name and as, as well as um the new content um that, that you're putting out well that and like the other thing i was gonna say and especially like thank you again for showing me that is like i've kind of noticed since i took on the spooky peep mindset mm-hmm my content is like a lot more genuine and it's like true to my voice. And then like the other day when you sent me that comment from the friend of yours saying like, yo, you know, he's approachable, relatable, whatever, like 
now that I'm starting to see comments or emails like that come through, like that's how I know I think I've like hit something like legit. That's know. good. I'm, I'm glad like that you looked through that that feedback that you got from one of the folks on the on the YouTuber separate, and it never really helped you get an idea that oh, you really are going like the right direction with what you're trying to do with your content. So that that's that's pretty good. I'm really happy to hear that. Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> anytime, anytime, man. So yeah, what's what's been going on other other than you know your holidays and New Year's? How, how's that been going for you? So. Hmm. Um, holidays were pretty chill. Ended up spending some time with the fam bam. My cousin got his first trike, which was freaking adorable. He's, um, <laughs> he's, he's obsessed with that. And then he got like this, what do you call it? Do you know what a leapfrog is? I know. I know it's like a, it's like a brand for like, like products, like for, for kids, like they were learning how to count or, or like spell stuff or et cetera or something like that. So. Yeah, so he got one of those, and it's it's like his my first tablet type deal, and so oh, okay. basically, right. yeah, and so like me and him have been like bonding over that because <laughs> I don't know, like he he really likes it, but sometimes he has questions. And he always hits up like Uncle Daniel, like Wi-Fi, what, what, why won't it? Why can't I get my pictures? And I'm like, well, <laughs> he's just he's cute, and then oh, honestly, other than yeah. And then honestly, other than that, it's really just been kind of like, I'm pretty sure I said this like back in the day, but like fitness has been a huge thing for me, like post cleaning up my act and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I've really been like doubling down on like going to the gym and I've been doing, do you know what calisthenics are? I think I've heard this word in quite a while, but remind me again what that is. It's basically just kind of like using your own body weight against you to like train and stuff. So um, like basically I've been doing that lately so hard, like high intensity, like 150, 160 BPM. Uh-huh, right. Okay. That I got to tell you, man, like super high energy. Like I feel better basically through that and i was working out with my friend's fiance who works at a dojin in a city nearby and he kind of like started inviting me in we started doing like one-on-ones and stuff like that and then i really just kind of like internalized holy crap i think like jujitsu and fighting are like something i really want to do so pretty much for like 2019 i think my goals are going to be you know get more content out but also i think fighting maybe in an amateur level that's definitely what i'm gonna try and like get up in i mean i saw that you had you graduated last year with your associates in what was it arts arts and humanities arts and humanities and so i guess i'm kind of curious because i'm about like a little over a quarter of the way done with my associates in psychology like Mm-hmm. what's going to a university like i see your food pictures and oh my god like everything you post looks so freaking delicious so i know the food is good not like, everything what? not all the photos are f- from the university actually <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah not all of them it's just some of the most of the places are like stuff that eat um in my area in, in la because there's a lot of um, plenty of vegan options in la i but, gotcha um, Right. Um, at community college, um, I was taking 
like stuff for philosophy, but they didn't really have a philosophy major at community college. So they, they just put arts and humanities on, on my degree. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> and then going into university, I didn't realize that, oh, I had to like commute a couple of hours by bus and train to go from my home all the way to university because it's all the way in a, in a different city, but it's still in California, but in a different city. Um, and it, it took me quite a while for me to get used to that because, like, I could just, like, read on the train and whatnot, like, because most, most of my philosophy courses um, consist of reading and such. But, like, once I got into, like... I didn't get... Huh? No, go ahead. Once oh, you sorry. got into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I got into, like commuting stuff you know like i started you know going around the campus seeing like like the different resources they have yeah. uh, it turns out they have like plenty of stuff like for um students in the liberal arts department so like they have their own counselors there and then you know they have um a career center like so i could like get a better idea of what can i do with a philosophy major um yeah. and my classes are like pretty close to the university library so i could just it's just a short walk to to get to the library. I could like print stuff, you know, like ten cents a page and whatnot. I could hole punch stuff, staple stuff. You know, I could find any books that I now I could like check out for class. Um, yeah, it, it's it. It's just a matter of like finding like what resources are there and then make best of those resources. Cause... So, you, so would you say that there's how big of a difference would you say there is between being at like a public college versus a private university because i imagine that's what you it's did, not a right? private university it's a, it's okay. a public yeah okay so i guess you would say your experience is still like pretty much the same it's just now you're going for your bachelor's correct yeah and for the most part yeah and and my university has more resources compared to what was there in, in community college and there wasn't a whole lot of resources there but you know enough for me to like continue on with what i want to do so then I guess that like brings up another good question. So a little bit of background about like my college stuff. When I started going to school this time around, I actually like stopped. I used the career resources center, took like a career aptitude test and stuff like that. And I found out that like two things that I'd wanted to do since I was young were a good fit for me, law and psychology. And so, you know, I did department of labor statistics, then just like general field research. And I'm kind of finding out that maybe law isn't the best thing to go into because it's right. kind of going down. So what did you do to like figure out what you want to do with your degree? Or like, have you, have you like picked a, a specific job you want yet? Um, I have not yet actually, but um, this semester, like, I want to get into like some sort of internship, which is is kind of required for to graduate. So like, I want to, I'm Ooh. gonna start like like this month actually. I'm gonna start looking through um the different internships out there for my degree, and then I have to do like a certain amount of hours, um, yeah. like during that semester, and then now that'll, that'll help me for like one of the requirements. So yeah, I haven't looked through all of, all of the opportunities yet but you know once i like go through them i see um an internship that i want to do it's more convenient in terms of like location or like the hours and whatnot then yeah. you know i'll go ahead and pursue that and if it's something that interests me if it's something that i, that I enjoy doing maybe i might consider um going towards the career path of whatever internship i was part of 
or I will be part of. So no contenders or anything like that? You don't know? Not, like... not, not at this time, no. Not at this I time, gotcha. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe something that would help your viewers like more understand like what what are your options like what what are the kinds of things that someone with your degree has is it like human resources or do you do like marketing type stuff like what kind of things are you hoping to do later on once you've graduated right those are like a couple of options i could do like or or go like within like law or some sort of like of like that but Oof. Um, I, not not I don't know. It's something I'll look into, but not not something yeah. I'll like consider hundred percent. That oh, I want to go into law, or oh, I want to be a paralegal, or anything like that. But um, no, because the thing is with philosophy, like you learn about all sorts of different concepts, you know, from past philosophers that that they dis- like you know that they cover in those courses, and um, you enjoy reading, don't you? To some extent, yeah. Like I, I like to, to learn extent. about um, learning about different things from different perspectives. So I, I wonder if I'm like the only one who's ever had. So do you ever read biographies? Biographies, like like what, like in general, or or like or like what? Um, yeah, either things like biographies or like I just got done reading a book called "What Is Real," and it's about like quantum physics it's like a really high level overview oh, yeah 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 yeah. i mean it's nothing that crazy um but you know i kind of wonder like what do you get from reading because i've been noticing lately especially now that my like bandwidth and attention span have improved like it feels like you're getting the <laughs> as dumb as this sounds the wisdom of ages when you read <laughs> Like, especially with these biographies and you read about these people that had like depression or maybe they were like super poor coming up and things like that. You're just kind of like, hmm, that's a way to handle myself I didn't really ever consider. And so I'm wondering, like, have you had anything like that lately, given your like philosophy and I guess humanities intensive degree? Like when I read stuff like, for example, where if I read something on on Kant regarding like things in themselves. Right. Like it really gives you like a different perspective of, I guess, of what we perceive. And I don't know. It just make, opens your mind. Like it's seeing stuff that in a way like you haven't really seen it before. Like so I would say that um, for, like for one sense. And so what would you say your like, okay, better way to ask this. How has going to college changed you? Like, what have you taken from your classes, the experience of doing the work, things like that? Like, mm-hmm. how has all of that changed you so far? I think it changed me to the extent, like, like I guess, like, before I even switched to philosophy. Like, yeah. it, it really opened my mind more. Like, I've seen things with different perspectives. It really gave me, like, a whole different outlook on life. And... And that's in in that sense it it, it changed me because before like I was like really into like I was into like mathematics, physics, computers, and whatnot. Yeah. And then sw- switching to that like just give me like a complete different perspective. You know, ever since I took like introductory philosophy course at community college, and that that was like the setting factor that oh you know you know what this this does really interest me. This compared to computer science because you know like programming is not really for me. I tr- I tried it 
um, yeah. like several times, but it, I just it just wasn't for me. So what I figured I, I switched. I switched to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What and what yeah, language did you use? Java. I've I've gone through like Python, Java, C plus plus, but and then I've done like virtual basic or visual basic or whatever it's called. Yeah, visual basic. Yeah, yeah that one's like easy. That one was like much easier. Because you oh, could yeah. like you could like visualize your your code pretty much, like, yeah. Like what you're actually doing, yeah. I got you. Compared to like, oh, you're typing code. Oh, let me see if this works. Oh, never mind. I must have messed up in some line somewhere. <laughs> and then you just waste like thirty the... minutes trying to find what the mistake was. <laughs> That's been my thing. Is like, so I think bare minimum, I will always be a like technology enthusiast like as deep as i am into right because like, i, I like, feel like it computers i it try to makes tries to force me to be more of a perfectionist like and that, that's not something i really want to do <laughs> i you know okay here's a good one because like for me when i'm programming or like i just started it's like f it's z f c ng or something like that it's basically like an open source it's basically this like open source hypervisor based on Zen server. And so I've had, I've been having to do like a lot of configuration on that. And then I've been trying to like figure out how to package my code so that I can just like deploy it when I push an update. And the thing I notice is like, I'm in a flow when I do that. Right. Like I'll look over at my window and it'll be dark all of a sudden, or like I'll have gone through like three albums without like really even knowing it listening. So like, You've tried programming. That wasn't it for you. Correct. Um, yeah. You you can, like, no shit, you can read. But, like, you read, but it doesn't necessarily sound like you do it for pleasure. So, like, what are the things, what are the things you did last year that, like, put you in a state of flow, so to speak? And, like, are there, is there anything new you're hoping to take into, like, 2019? Like, new hobbies, interests, anything you want to explore? That that's actually a good question because I, I wasn't really considering doing stuff like New Year's resolutions. Um, to be honest, I'm I know I know unpopular opinion. I I understand like why people do set, um, New Year's resolutions, but I I just felt like, um, no, what what's the point of me saying a New Year's resolution that I might, eventually like, you know, blow that off after like a month or two. No, I gotta be like honest with myself. Am I actually gonna set a goal? and actually achieve it or am I going to like send a go I'm going to like blow off two months later because I know that has happened to me in the past so um yeah I gotta be honest with myself here see that okay so how do how how can I ask this question but but in terms of like what I want to do when I want to explore um for this year um I mean other than like continuing this podcast because I've been doing this podcast for two years already um, yeah. At the time of this recording, it's already like a few days or so until, because the anniversary is on the fifth. I think yeah, January fifth. That was when my very first episode came out on of two thousand seventeen. It's already on twenty nineteen already. So, like, I'm I'm impressed that I've gone that far. Like that's yeah. like the far as I've gone. Like I guess through a series I've on YouTube, because I know I've done like other series. Like I know I've done like real talk, like kind of similar to like what you were doing. Yeah. Um, like it was the boiling pot. That's something like you were you were doing before. You had a series Which, like that. Do you ever? Okay, so do you ever have this issue where you're <laughs> like, for some reason, like, 
I feel like everything should be its own thing. And like one of the things I'm trying to do with my channel this time around is it's just like a lot of my stuff's just going to be vlogs because there's no reason to have like a separate separate strand of content. But like, do you ever have this issue trying to figure out like how you should present something? Like if something should be a, a boiling pot versus a vlog or like if something's really worth being a podcast or if maybe it's something you can do on your own. Um, I guess it depends on like the topic. If it's something that I want to discuss with somebody with somebody else, then sure. If it's something that I guess something that I'm going through personally that I want to discuss, and if yeah. I don't have like a whole lot to say about it, then I'll probably turn that into a real talk. Like for example, on my previous real talk, it was about um, personal growth, and that was actually a video that I did um for um something called the creator invitational which is hosted by um create you is one of my um friends that uh, he does like um youtube videos and streams about i guess how to like improve your youtube channel and you know yeah. how to get people like find something they want to do you know how to like do seo and all that other stuff yeah um i entered that my video about um on on in that and basically i, I talked about like stuff i was going through in terms of 2018, like, like, I guess, like, for example, like a few examples, I could say like going vegan for like over a year or like getting like my associate's degree or like, like two years of my podcast almost, you know, some yeah. of these things, you know, like all these different things that, you know, I've gone through and I've like changed my life. And, you know, that video got third place on that. So like two other people, like, you know, they, we got, I guess they, they did better, but you know, Hey, I, I did my videos, hey, like my old say, huh? Yeah. I placed third on that. I, okay. For some reason, like Linux has started becoming like way more appealing to me than windows. So I spend a lot of my time on my Linux desktop. Like I have two hard drives, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. And so like my windows desktop, aside from like very basic theming and like, my game and video production type stuff, I haven't set it up for anything else. So I'm always constantly surprised by things. Like, I have no idea why it does this, but for some freaking reason, when I restart into Windows, it starts like doing everything I was doing the last time I signed into Windows. And I can't figure out why, but I'll just like YouTube videos will start playing, or like the worst thing is. I scared myself crapless the other morning because I was listening to metal like the last time I was using my Windows desktop. Okay. And then I, I, turned, I turned it back on to get back into Windows in the morning and then out of nowhere, just like I'm walking back into my bedroom and it just turns it back on. Just, just oh, like my ears. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, Ow. it sucked. Oh my gosh. That was even horrible. <laughs> oh no! Imagine like I have pretty beefy speakers attached to my desktop, so like even my cats ran out of the room. It was that bad. Oh was no! Horrible. That was, was horrible. Freaking. Oh. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I made third place on in the Creator Invitational 2018. I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. Um, two right. other folks like they talked about what they were going through. Um, surprisingly, the guy who won first place like. It was his very first YouTube video because he's he's a streamer. It was his very first yeah. video, YouTube video, and he was kind of like 
all over the place, but I I really loved his personality, like how he put himself out there. So it was it was it was it was, it was very interesting. But see, yeah. mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder what it is that's making streamers start to like come over to YouTube. Like it like the move just doesn't make sense because like everyone like you can be a streamer and that's one niche right of like right, content right. creators, but then on top of that you're like further singled down by like i'm a streamer but all i do is fortnite or PUBG or whatever so it's like okay there's no creativity involved so like why would you choose to jump over to a medium that's kind of like an easel for creative video types you know that could just be me that could totally just be me it's just me your silence says it's just me Okay, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm just trying to process what you're telling me here, like, like well, so I mean, like you're saying like streamers going into YouTube like a, a creative platform, right? Right. And um, <clears throat> I mean it depends okay. on what content they want to do. I mean it depends, like, because I know like some streamers like they would go on YouTube, they would just post stream highlights. Some streamers would do yeah. that, while some other. Um, streamers they want to post other videos maybe a vlog or something of that sort yeah. you know and i figured like you know why not you know it's like another like platform you know they can express themselves you know like rather than just or oh, just streaming games or or doing a talk show or anything like that um yeah so yeah i just figured it's just another way to like do more than just streaming i would, I would so, say so have you heard about all the kerfuffle going on with patreon uh, I think you did a video about that, right? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of curious. Is like so, I mean, what do you do? You know, are you familiar with the situation? Um, I guess from what you're te- what you say on your video, I kind of got like an idea, but not like I don't have like the key, the big picture of like what was going on with with Patreon. If you want to so talk briefly about that, that about that. So like creators are basically being kicked off patreon because they're saying things that like patreon doesn't agree with um and then so like sargon of akkad and then i know that jordan peterson is getting off and ben shapiro is getting off and there are a couple other people they kicked out um but what's really weird is they're doing this thing now where they're they're starting to say we're not a free speech platform um and then all of a sudden like visa and mastercards merchants who process transactions they're starting to say that oh well you know this isn't us mastercard is saying that we can't they don't want to process your payments which i mean how would they know unless you're telling them right so Mm -hmm. i mean i'm really kind of wondering what people's take on that is because i think a lot of people look at that issue face value like I think a lot of people have this issue where they just kind of look at things like surface level and what they hear from a news article or whatever is, oh, these people are saying something bad, so we're deplatforming them. But no one stops to like look at the content they're making and kind of like make a decision about like what's good and what's bad, and even if people should be. No, thank you. Um what should or should not be on there so i'm just kind of wondering what your thoughts are on a platform that exists that 
you know, is basically trying to choose, pick and choose who can make their lifestyle like this. Yeah, I just like the way they're doing things. It just it just doesn't seem right. Like in my opinion, like you're gonna kick someone off because he says something. It's it's it makes him more like oh you have to be politically correct like to be to stay on the platform like per se. Yeah. No. Mm. So what's been going on on like the? I haven't been on like the new tubers Discord for a hot minute. Has there been like anything newsworthy? Anything I may have missed? Um, have you looked into the fetch quest thing? No. What's all that to do? Um, cause I know I've talked about it on, um, on West, on, you know, on Westocracy. Yeah. Or West for short. Yeah. I was, I went on his podcast and, um, a while back and we, we actually talked a bit about, um, the fetch quest thing. Um, basically it's like another, it's like a tool that creators can use. You know, like if you're like on YouTube or if you're on Twitch, like you're able to uh, monetize content like through like viewers, like doing all these different activities, like like to get viewer points, which they, they can use towards like, you know, a like a subscription on Twitch or if you're partnered on YouTube, it, it could cover them for, um, I guess, membership or, or whatever it's called for YouTube. Or you can also, like, donate on Patreon. I mean, to their Patreon. But yeah, but the viewer has to, like, do, like, these activities. Like, it could be, like, playing a mobile app or something. Or yeah, or doing these daily quests. And all the all these different things. Those viewer quests. And that could be done towards... Um, I guess, like, it's a way f- um, for viewers to support their careers while the app, without actually, like, spending their actual money. You know to support them that's pretty clever that sounds like i mean correct me if i'm wrong but that that kind of sounds like it's basically like affiliate marketing kind of isn't it it kind of like sounds basically like saying, that, yeah in yeah. a way oh i might i might need to see if i can get on that I, that's that's the nut i'm trying to crack like i even if it's not enough money to like live off of my hope for 2019 is that i can like come up with enough material, publish it consistently, and then kind of start making something to like um like do giveaways and stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a streamer called I Pretend I'm Pro? No, I have not. So I've been I've been really digging what he does where his content schedule I think makes sense. He basically chooses like first, second, third, and fourth Saturday of each month and then does a different thing each of those days. And then like everything he raises either goes to charity or goes to like community giveaways. So I'm thinking I might try and like look at his format Mm -hmm. at the very least on a publishing level and see like if that's something sustainable, but Mm -hmm. with Patreon being what it is, it's like, well, shoot, how do you, where do you organize subscriptions now? You know? Right, right. And then, like, with the whole fetch quest thing, you could... I guess how that works is that you donate to their Patreon, and then in exchange, you get refunded that amount, I guess, on PayPal yeah. or something like that. It's, it's, like, a little complicated how that works for now, but maybe they might improve that system later on, I think. But, yeah, I was kind of, like, on the fence with using that, but 
yeah, I don't know. I, I, I gotta wait to see how how it develops, and then you know, I'm, I'll end up having a stronger opinion on Fetch Quest. Do you use anything right now to support your content, or you do do you pretty much just bootstrap everything? I pretty much just do everything. You know, I, I don't really ask people to to donate to me or anything like that. I mean, I know like on Mixer, I have like a little like donation thing, but I don't. I just don't talk about it <laughs> pretty much. Whoa. Hey, give me just a sec. I think I think someone wants out. All right, man. You know, I think it's kind of crazy, right? Because we're we're in 2019, and 2020 is literally next year. And maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like we were supposed to have flying cars and jetpacks by 2020, but here we are still having issue with like streaming apps and stuff like that. It's really weird to think mm. where we are versus where we thought we would have been. Right, right. And then there was something about Kanye West trying to run for president in 2020. And then I saw like a meme about, oh, we're last year we're in 2018. Now we're in 2018 too or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would, you know, I think it would be interesting to see Kanye. Like, first of all, okay, this is what sucks, right? So like no one... Like, Trump was a reality TV star. And then he was just like, hey, fuck it. I'm going to run for president. And, I mean, I think a lot of people were like, Psh, there's no way. There's no way. And then he got and then elected it happened. president. Yeah. Yeah. It so it's like, you would think about, you would, I, like, literally, my inclination was just to say, I think it'd be hilarious to see Kanye run for president, knowing he really couldn't get elected for president because he doesn't have experience. But... I mean, look where we're at. Imagine, yeah, it, it may it might actually happen. People could be like memeing about it, and then it actually happens. <laughs> so, like, darn. I'm actually. So, uh, what was it? Um, I want to say within last week, like around Christmas. Do you know who Senator Elizabeth Warren is? Nope. So she's a Democrat who's like strong. She she's basically like pro regulation. She thinks that like. Um, how to say that there needs to be more ethical regulations on big businesses, like in terms of like how they pay taxes or like ethical marketing, stuff like that. Um, she has a lot of like sensible policies and I'm kind of stoked to see more progressive people announce their, um, like intention to run in 2020 like i'm still holding out like for either bernie or beto to announce their candidacy i feel like both of them probably bernie more than beto mm. have like a good platform already to run on but oh man <laughs> I, I know this isn't a political podcast but dude i don't think we can survive another four years of republican control of the government oh oh it's so bad. It's so bad. I have like no words. No words. <laughs> you don't. You don't follow politics much, do you? Not, not a whole lot. No. No. So I what? So what are the things? What do you try to keep up with? I guess I don't know. Just for the most part, I guess. I mean, not not hold too much into politics. I don't know, cause it's I'm just you know like when you read stuff like like what's going on, like you read stuff like from the media, like you then. It's like debate like oh like what's it like a reliable source like like read stuff that you know that's not like candy coated or you know like 
somebody twisting the story or anything like that. You know, it's it's just it's tough to find reliable uh, media. You know, like to read to read for news and stuff like that. I gotcha. Yeah, because I've even like I subscribe to a couple different publications. Like Time Magazine is my Republican leaning, and the New York Times is my like Democratic leaning. And like I've actually noticed that both of them, it really doesn't matter. Like I think they're both unapologetically like side leaning, but it's really crazy to see how they will say things that fit their ethos versus like report on the truth. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, I mean, for me, I guess at least like I kind of go into everything knowing that there's not necessarily going to be like a reliable source of information. And I kind of rely on taking like multiple points of views in to see like what's consistent between them and like, Right. How does that make me feel? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, goodness gracious. And then, okay. I don't even need so I guess newspapers. So. <laughs> oh, no. I'm kind of fortunate. I don't know why, but like the New York Times really only works through its phone app. And then there's usually like a Time Magazine article. There's a Time Magazine magazine. At the Starbucks. magazine. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you would say that because, like, when I started subscribing to it, it was you open it, it's Time. another magazine. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, oh, but no, they usually have them like at the Starbucks, and then there's just, like this other coffee shop in like this swanky downtown part, and you know, we're talking like wax your beard swanky. So I mean, it's nice to just like go in there, chill out, and like read some stuff. You know what I'm Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I don't know. So I'll I guess... Okay, okay. <laughs> Coming back with it. Clapping back, I see. Um, I guess the only other thing was, like, what... So how much, how much do you consume YouTube videos and, like, stuff from people on YouTube? I think mostly I just watch people, like, I subscribe to, like, small creators... Because, you know, I want to I want to support, support the smaller creators because, you know, they're trying to grind out there. You know, they're trying to, you know, get their names out there on the platform. And, you know, there's not really much people, you know, watching their stuff. So, you know, it's good yeah. to, you know, spread the word, you know, word of mouth, you know, share what I'm watching, you know, get other people to watch it as well. You know, it kind of helps them out. I would Have say. you heard of a guy? Have it's kind of like, kinda like what we much. talked about with the, the, um, the like, on, on the thing on Reddit, like the feedback that you gave out. Like, cause somebody w- wanted to do content about, um, like getting their shits together, or like also like trying to incorporate skits into it or something like that. And then you know, yeah. it made me think. It made me think your content you know, for like for instance. And I, you know, I, I shared a couple with a couple people your channel, and then you know, gave try maybe try to give put give them in, put them in the right direction. You know what what they you know want to do. Okay, so two things on that. So mm-hmm. I guess first of all, since I have you, so. I have that picture. Am I able to like follow that person based off the username from the platform you showed me, or is it something completely yeah, different? Yeah, yeah, it's just somebody's name on on Reddit. Like you could like look up that user on Reddit, and then you could you could message them on Reddit if you like. Okay, and then I guess the other thing is is why do you think? Okay, so 
as part of me trying to figure out like what my format needs to be and like mm-hmm. what I'm going to talk about and stuff, I have spent so much time. I have an Evernote notebook. That's how mm-hmm. like, like that's how serious I'm getting with this. I've spent so much time watching people's like YouTube channels and stuff like that. And I'm noticing a lot of people start off like trying to be anonymous. So the best thing I can, I can think of is someone from one of my friend circles saw my stuff. They have a YouTube channel where they're trying to do something similar to me. So mm-hmm. I dropped them a link to what I was doing. So like some of the stuff I'm planning and then my channel. And I noticed that they subbed to me just basically based off how the conversation went. Like I was like, okay, that was you who just watched it and like updated my stats. And then that was, I mean, pretty damn sure that was you who just subscribed. But it's like, why are these people who want to focus on like promoting a positive message or like self-improvement they choose to be anonymous and that makes no sense. Like, I, they, I, I think I kind of get what, what you're saying. I, I, I like, get why what do you they, mean. Cause that's something that, that I used to do. Like back when I, in 2015, when I started out, my channel was gaming videos. Yeah. I ended up being anonymous. Like it's just the gameplay. Not just me talking. I don't show my face. And then I don't know. I, I guess some folks like don't really want like the world to see what they look like or be judged by how they look. Well, no, you know, I'm saying like, some extent, or... I'm saying like even on their socials. So like someone will have a YouTube and it will have a public face. Otherwise it wouldn't be on YouTube, but mm-hmm. they do this, this thing where they choose to keep who they follow a secret. And then, Oh, that's like, what you meant. Like, oh, like, like just, hiding, like who they're subscribed to. Yeah. It's kind saying? of like, yeah. Like I'm, I've, I've been wondering lately, like what's the thinking there? Because, you know, at least in my head, the way to mm-hmm. get ahead is to like genuinely interact with like your niche or the people on the platform you're on. So it's like mm-hmm. you want to gain exposure and you know, you want to participate, but aren't you kind of hurting yourself by like hiding, hey, I'm a member of this community and I actually like watch you guys and like think about, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's it's weird. I've I've been wondering about that lately. Oh, okay. I can, just... I, I, I can I get what you're saying. Like, oh, they're sub to those people, but they're ash- kind of ashamed. Of, oh, uh, yeah, I am sub to this person, but I don't want other people to know that I am sub to this person. I mean, like, I'm not ashamed that I have I follow a few channels that do ASMR. I'm not ashamed of that at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily know that it's shame. I just I've been curious, probably unnecessarily, but I've really been curious, like what people's motivations are and then honestly i just i wish i could find more people um i guess like I trying to find other smaller other creators to like to watch that do some other stuff in a way yeah because i feel like what you'd want like okay so leon lush just got a million subscribers right and i think if you like watch his videos and stuff you'll notice that not only he physically changed in terms of like how he looks and then like how he presents to youtube but um i think there's like this layer of professionalism that you have to blend in somehow because it's going to be something you have to focus on but it changes your content so i've always been kind of curious to see 
what are the smaller YouTubers doing that's effective in starting a conversation versus creating consumable media? And that's like, that's been really, that's been my pickle. <laughs> I'll put it mm. to you that way. I see. I see. Um, like, do you like putting, like putting it to you, like when you're doing your, um, F my memory is so horrible. Real talk. Um, real talk. Thank you. Yeah. So when you're doing your real talks, like what's the mindset you go into when you're recording those? Like I just do my best to focus on just one topic that I want to discuss and then kind of have like a little outline of like all the different stuff, I want, the different bullet points I want to talk about in such um, video. But to be honest, my previous real talk video was more like impromptu, I would say. It's just yeah. like all this different stuff going in my mind. I'm like, I'm just talking about everything that I was going through in 2018. But yeah, I think what I want to do with my future real talks, trying to keep them a bit more structured, I would say, because I have gone like critiques in the past on like real talks that I've done with like without any sort of outline, just doing it impromptu. And I think it's better yeah. to like actually know like like the main points I want to discuss rather than just winging it. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. What's your, so this is my approach right now, right? <clears throat> so my most popular video so far is of me discussing Patreon purge. And the way that kind of came about is I, you know, I got online, I started reading through the news, checked my Twitter, did my morning routine, and I saw this Patreon thing. And I immediately realized that there was a lot to speak on there. So in that moment, uh, I basically use Vegas Pro to do my editing. And then I actually use the built-in camera application on Windows because like my peripherals are high quality. So like why reinvent the wheel? And right. I just sat there and I made it, right? So like, do you... So my process is really informal. I just, I see something I think I could speak on. I sit down and I make it in the moment. Right. I think I think for me it's kind of the same way. Or like if I'm having a conversation with somebody and then yeah. they mention a topic that really like just hit me that oh maybe I can talk about this on a real talk video. Not like per se like something I read on the news or anything like that. It's yeah. just like stuff. I talk about stuff like I guess that I'm interested in talking about. Not like just something Ooh. like oh that sounds like really controversial and that are like really hope like gets the views or anything like that i just talk about stuff that i'm interested in you know stuff that i guess and what um, was that last issue for you like what was the like, last thing you really felt like you wanted to talk about um because i know like my previous real talk video about personal growth i feel like this was a bit almost like a like an update video in a way because yeah. you know it's not something i would i haven't like done like in like several months i think since I don't know. It's like nine, ten months since I last did a real talk video, like compared to like the one I did not too long ago. And that video, I think, was about like breaking the cycle or like just going through like the same thing over and over again, or like like kind of like what you were saying, you know, try to do something different, you know, try to like yeah, yeah, try to like expand yourself to other things, maybe like try to find new hobbies or anything like that. Um, so would you say you're still like exploring new? ideas or do you think where your channel is now is like 
reflective of the avenues you want to follow and you just want to focus on making each individual thing better i think the latter i would say probably i would say like because the real talk is when it focuses like on one topic because if i try to go off topic then i might as well be another video or yeah if there, or if there's like a topic that like i want to talk about but if i maybe i wanted like a second opinion from somebody or like multiple opinions yeah. then i would uh-huh. take it to the podcast I would say. And how's that been going? Like, like the stuff on Fetch Quest, I'm glad that Wes got me on his podcast to talk about because I was looking through it. I was a little skeptical with was talking about because I didn't know a whole lot. But I'm glad Wes got me on his podcast and he shared his perspective on it. And then, you know, we kind of had like a conversation about that. So that was was really good. That's that's what I think I'm going to start. I don't... I don't really know what the best approach is, but I kind of feel like when you're starting out, you should be doing everything you can do to like increase your surface area. Cause like you're not going to have, you know, 300 videos to upload from the start. Right. right, Exactly. Like if you want to like start off a channel, like at least put something out there, like just to get the channel going. But like, what were you saying? Well, so I'm, I'm actually thinking, so like I've been thinking about like strategy and like, Oh, just so many things. And I kind of feel like the most underrated thing people like don't appreciate is collabing is, is like, it's the ticket because you're helping someone else like drive, like produce content that drives their channel growth. That's an opportunity for you to put yourself out there and be like, yo, you know, this is who I am at least on this issue. And, you know, hey, I'm at least somewhere else that's not my channel. Like, it kind of feels like all the way around, if more people would collaborate, we'd all probably pick up a community faster. If that makes sense. Like, better than Twitter, like, paying for ads on Facebook or something. Right, right. I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, you're trying to go on, like, someone else's channel, you know, know, go through with the collab, and other people, like, their viewers, like, on their channel would know about you about your and your channel so yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's why i appreciate you know collabs you know like like the whole reason you know i started my podcast back in 2017 you know doing real talk videos was pretty much what inspired me to, to do the podcast i, I would yeah. say yeah yeah and I, I wanted to like talk about stuff but like have a like a discussion have a conversation with somebody else about set topics and you know that was like pretty much my main collabs you know coming from the podcast and um, you know, sometimes you know I would collab on somebody else's podcast or or do something else, maybe a bit of voice acting. But um, how's that been going? I like I I think the last time I was really involved, in the new tubers community, you had just done some voiceover work for another small like a another channel on the in the community. But like, have you been doing that anymore lately? Um, like. Oh, like a week or so ago, I finally went back to Casting Call Club and then I, I just started, you know, doing some auditions again because, you know, I haven't done like that in like several months. I just like my last audition was like back in like March, like late March. And then, you know, yeah. I finally went back into it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, like like assuming like you have the time for it and you have like a quiet environment to actually do it. Oh, um, yeah. that's the hardest. It is the hardest part because I live with my folks, so you know it's hard. Yeah, to get same. Quiet, you know, it's hard. But um, oh, yeah. 
Um, I think I do. I do actually do have a collab opportunity that I'm actually gonna work on. Um, basically narrate um somebody else's video. They're gonna send me the script um soon. So, so are you still doing streams on Mixer? Yeah, I know I'm still streaming on Mixer. And retro games. What are you doing now? I mean, yeah, I finished the the Pokemon Silver Randomizer. And I was like, I finished that. I don't know how long ago, but I did finish that. Yeah. Um, um, what was the other thing you were, you were what other games you I think saw? you were doing retro games, weren't you? Like uh old Nintendo 64. Like weren't you playing Crash Bandicoot or something? I was like not that? I was not playing Crash Bandicoot, no. Oh, what was it? <laughs> it, uh, it, was, it was it was Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. Why did yeah. I get that confused? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got okay. yeah, that was that was like a game I played as a kid, you know, and then I never got to beat the game as a kid. So then I picked it up and I, I beat the game hundred percent. No, I got all the notes, all the puzzles, all of that stuff. It felt really good, man. But what? um Huh? Uh, I know this is gonna be like a weird question, but like there is no weird questions in Moro's podcast, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um Pokemon. Okay. So excuse me. Okay. So like I got excuse. There you go. Thank you, camera. <laughs> um, so I got a Game Boy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like when I was like seven or eight, right? And it was mm-hmm. a Pokemon Darn. Excuse me. Um Pokemon Darn version, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh it was a Pokemon Red edition. So it was like a red game. Was Boy it Fire Red? Or... Yeah. Okay. And it came bundled with the cartridge too. And so I would play that game. And I mean, really just the point in my head at that point was um catch a Pokemon, make it strong, and beat all the trainers in the game, and then you've beaten the game. And then now what I'm starting to realize is, like, Pokemon has become so much more expansive than that. And yeah, I was kind of yeah. Like, they have, like, Nuzlocks now, and then randomizers and all that other stuff, all these other challenges that, that people can do. Like, like oh, like, you could, like, playing the normal game, but, you know, adding, like, making it more challenging, I would say. And how did... Is it a modified version of the game or is it just a play style? A bit of both, actually, because you have to like do some stuff to actually make like every Pokemon you encounter like randomize. And then you have to like like the Nuzlocke rules is like player enforced. So it's not like something that the game implements. So the player has to like enforce the rules on that. But the randomizer, you know, that's you have to use like like um. I think a, I think it's like a software or something called randomizer or something. You could like randomize um your starters, like the Pokemon you encounter, the Pokemon you face with the trainers, I think up until I think I think it's up until Gen 5, I think, which is like black white, I think. But um yeah, I have, after like me currently on Mixer, I'm I'm streaming um I'm streaming Kingdom Hearts Burst by Sleep. And I, I'm trying to get through all three of the character stories on critical mode, which is like the hardest mode in the game. Where yeah. basically all monsters that you double the damage and then you do half the damage. So like in the beginning, Oof. you could like get KO like one hit, like pretty much. <laughs> kind of it kind of feels like Dark Souls in a way. <laughs> but <laughs> for some reason, I started. Uh, I don't know why, but like sh- like just as just like. As sure as you get a craving for smoking a cigarette, for some reason, I had this craving to play World of Warcraft. And that game has changed so much. And kind of speaking to what you were saying, like, 
I started getting put off that game because it was like dungeon drops weren't as good as they like. I'm not that guy that gets like super deep into a game and its mechanics unless it's Path of Exile or Guild Wars because Guild Wars actually has like a really good character development system, I think. But like if you're the casual player that just likes to come in and like blow off some steam after work or like maybe you want to like power level a character, it's become a super huge grind in like uh one hit killed so much easier. Mm. games though yeah have you heard of path of exile i've heard of it yeah i have it but i haven't played it um i know like way back in the day i've gone into runescape yeah 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 uh-huh and then like a while back you know i picked i looked into old school runescape i just wasn't feeling it because you know you gotta get like membership or like buy bonds to like to like do all the member stuff so then i explored like runescape private servers i looked into that kind of stuff um, there's actually private servers. Yeah, there's risk private servers. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? I might have to host one of those. Like I I host a a Minecraft uh survival server and I've got mm. like 20 some odd players that use that. But like self-hosting things lately has been like a huge kick of mine. I had no idea you could have a RuneScape private server. Yeah, there's a like That's there's like a whole legit. lot of RuneScape private servers. Like one of my friends, like he introduced me to one. I, like the moment I started playing it, no, I just fell in love with it. No, I started playing it since like late September, and then oh you know, man, you don't yeah. even know. Like I don't know I, where like I start getting involved in that community because the community there is great. Yeah, you know. Then later on, you know, I became part of their staff team, so that's that's really good. That's, that's that was part of why you know I got sidetracked and we kind of started our, out the podcast a bit later than our given time because I was I. Was, I recently got like promoted on on that private server like to like a moderator so (laughs) so i'm a mod on like two discord servers and holy geez like the energy that takes i mean just saying that as a side note but then Mm. second are you still not a mod on new tubers i mean i'm not a mod on youtubers i know that but like I just didn't apply to be a mod, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like you know, I want to help out, but not to the extent like, oh, I want to have to like mute people or kick people from the from the Discord or like or do that yeah. stuff on the subreddit. You know, I just want to like lay back, you know, and then like kind of help people with like advice or like like for me, um, like I'm like currently I'm like part of the event help, so I'm not like in ask us for help category on YouTubers Discord, but. Um, I'm like doing my best to help help out um with um YouTubers events, like so oh, okay. for example they recently there was like a YouTubers theater, where basically right. people were like submitting videos and then we went to um Rabbit you know you heard of Rabbit, oh yeah I just start- I just got started with that on my Plex server, yeah like we went on Rabbit you know like it was actually better to like host such events like the youtubers theater like playing all the videos it's better to do it on rabbit compared to twitch like that's that's the the feedback that that was received from 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 other people so yeah those yeah t- mm-hmm. that makes sense just because i feel like rabbit has a more general appeal like you don't have to be a gamer to go in and like use it versus like twitch it really just kind of seems like that's more like i feel like the game categories on twitch versus always on let's talk or like the scientific or programming Mm -hmm. uh categories like those are usually 
far less populated unless one thing I've seen lately is um, game developers have started streaming their development as like a mechanism to get people to like invest like donate basically mm-hmm. yeah that's that's, that's good that developers are like streaming like what they're doing like to develop a game like the process behind that that's what I, that's pretty cool and then i know um like back in the day if you know boots to the max on from youtubers um, i don't I think he's, I don't know if he's one of the mods or, or one of the staff folks on YouTubers, but back back in the day, he would, like, stream um, himself on Vegas Pro, like, editing um, League of Legends videos. So that's, that's yeah. what he was doing, like, way back. I don't know if he's still doing that now, but that's what, I remember that's what he was doing. Um, I feel like you then. couldn't get away with that if you were editing a vlog. Like, I feel like... So like for oh yeah with the vlog yeah that's different because yeah I I get what you're saying it's like going behind the curtain you know uh huh maybe that's just me but I feel like if you're like I feel like you could get away with that if you're doing type stuff like or if you're just editing someone else's stuff but like right right but if it's yours Mm -mm, I wouldn't I wouldn't edit my my like my podcast or edit my real talks on the stream I can't Mm -mm. I would have to like hear myself say the same thing multiple times it just gets boring. Yeah. That's been mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, RuneScape Private Servers, man. I, I just know you can't like stream that on Twitch. But I can't even stream on Twitch anyways. Because it's been almost it's been almost a year since I, I got banned on Twitch. <laughs> so Well see, my thing is I I kind of wonder how they know. Because I've seen on Twitch people will actually specify like retail wow versus like something. Cause like uh so, I mean, shout out because these people did a fantastic job expanding the game. There's a, like, literally, we're talking, they quadrupled the size of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a World of Warcraft private server called MetaWow. And they, I mean, they did everything from, like, under the hood type stuff, like how your client works on your computer and, like, mm-hmm. how the databases work with your characters to, like, um what's a good example uh bears bears and tigers those sprites being reused as just a bunch of different things or like the murloc character on wow is called like different things depending on like what race and what uh uh, faction you are Mm -hmm. so like these people actually went through and they're like okay that's kind of silly and then they started like replacing everything that was just basically duplicated or renamed. And then they like, you know, they gave it a better concept as far as like, like why you live when you die and can get back to your body and stuff like that. It's really cool. Like that's the first version. I think that's the first version of <laughs> WoW, except for when I originally played it, where I've actually like sat down and read mm-hmm. everything. Right. You yeah. Know? When I was playing on a, on the RuneScape private server, like. It's like less grindy, like I would say, depending on like what game mode you're playing. Like if you're just playing yeah. like a regular game mode, you could get like max combat in like in just like a couple of hours or so, compared to like several days or a, or a week or something. Because it took me like less than about about less than a month to like to max to get like all my skills ninety nine on the yeah. planet server, compared to like it might take like several months, maybe under a year. To, to max like on like old school RuneScape or something because the private server I am on is like more like old school RuneScape feel to it 
which like more like improved stuff. But like yeah. they have they have like the basic like you know the mechanics and all that stuff like from the actual game, but it's it's like more improved. I, I would say. I got you. Yeah, I I don't know why, but like, I lost my taste for doing grindy type games. Right. Like I really I just kind of want to. If I'm gonna play a game, I want to be able to like enjoy it and not have this like. I play video games to unwind and like de-stress, yeah, right? Because like you but, go to work, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, man, forget a bunch of that noise. I just want to play a game where I can like, I guess what do they call them? Casual games. Yeah, and I'm not only that. Like if if like the community there is great. Like if there's like people that you talk to like on those games and like and you just like have a chill time with them, you know, it's a plus. That that's that's what it is for me on that RuneScape private server. I've been thinking a lot about that, like how communities make or break things like games and YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, cause for, for, cause for that game, it's like average, like 600 to 700 players on, on there. Like online average. at a time. Yeah. On, on, like during peak hours. Like that's not bad. If, if, if it's like, if it's like, for example, like 11 PM or like midnight for me, it'll probably be like maybe 300 plus players. I would say. It's only one world to <laughs> not not like that that late, but um, yeah. There's still people on, you know, on there. It's just one world. All those people are in one world. It's not like I gotcha. the actual game is like multiple worlds because they have like several, like thousands and thousands of players, like on the actual game. I'm reading but, this, but yeah, I really like the community. That's that's part of why you know I'm still part of it. That's part of why you know I recently became a moderator. Like you're like you know like how player mods are like on like on actual RuneScape and that's that's me there yeah it's, that's basically me on the private server. Nice. I've been I've kind of enjoyed doing like God mode type stuff on my Minecraft server. So, like every now and then I'll like log in and like mm. randomly gift like I'll see what people are doing like it's survival so you have to actually like mine things to make your stuff and then survive so like. You know, every now and then I'll log in and I'll see a character like mm-hmm. kind of reminds player. me a bit of Stardew Valley. I haven't played it in ages, but I like I like modding there on Stardew Valley. Like back when we were playing on on a stream, like some yeah. other long long time ago. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty fun. I, I miss but it. Can actually. you give people like resources? Because that's what I do. Like if yeah, you can do that. On, on, yeah, you can do that. Stardew Valley too. You just drop your stuff and you just give it to. Yeah, you can just hold the item like like you're just holding it and you just. Go next to the Throw character. Just, yeah, or no, you just Kong give it them. style. No, it's that. Like, oh, would you like to get this item from this player? Like, oh yes, okay. I mean, that's yes, how you get please. the item. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there's like a few games I want to get back into playing. Like, I have this like Pokemon thing that I never streamed, and I also never got to finish it. It's called um, Pokemon Crystal Randall Fuser. Where basically, you know, it's. <coughs> Kind of similar to like when I was playing the Pokemon Silver randomizer Nuzlocke, except the Pokemon are like fused together. So, for example, you can have like a like a Chikorita Larvitar fused, and it'll be like a Grass Rock type, and they will share like the stat, like their stats, their move sets, yeah. you know, like their typing, etc. And they will even morph the name. It'll call. It'll be called like like. Chikavatar or something like that. I, I, I'm off the top of my head, and then like it, and then it evolves to Meganitar. It's like Meganium and, and Tyranitar. It, it looks like pretty cool. 
<laughs> I wonder how bad that might like screw up mechanics because I know you're supposed to play like sir like I think it's water is supposed to be against stone and fire is supposed to be against yeah like, yeah, gra- yeah water earth. beats rock and it's like rock fire you know that kind of stuff yeah so but I wonder yeah. how like yeah it's just basically like the multipliers like for example like if you're like we use a water move against like a fire rock type since water is like two times effective against fire and since water is two times effective against rock so in total yeah. water would do four times the damage that, that's pretty much how it is or like nice. if you use if you use a move that's like two that's like two times the damage versus like another typing that that does half the damage to the other type or just do like regular damage i gotcha yeah so I gotta, I gotta run to the gym here in a few. Did you want to? Are you doing the uh, the final thoughts? Question? Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. go ahead and yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. But yeah, that's that thing's a lot of fun. You know, I made the the Pokemon I face, you know, much much stronger. So like Jota Pokemon like twenty percent stronger, Kanto Pokemon like fifty percent stronger. So I I I think at the point of um, facing. Um, What's his face? Blue and in Viridian City Gym. I think his Pokemon originally is like in the fifties, yeah. but now in the random, ran, in the Crystal Random Fuser will be like in the eighties. And I think with Ash, I think it might be like max, like level one hundred. I think. But They're still using Ash, like or Red or whatever. His name is oh, Red okay, on, okay, on, okay. on Gen Two. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. But yeah, let's go into this. Final thoughts. What, okay. What's your final take on these topics? The the moral of the story for you. Um, you know, if if there's one thing I can say to people, like to your audience directly, like one key takeaway, I guess I would say it's try to find something where you can be like genuinely you and enjoy that because like for me that just it ended up being like youtube and a couple of like creative things i do on the side so i mean just live actively like live live your life with intent do things you enjoy and work through the rough stuff and well said man definitely Mm, um yeah for me basically you know like find something you enjoy you know pursue that you know always Like try to find people that are making similar content and you know maybe network with them maybe you're have maybe you might get a, like a collab opportunity from them maybe you know, you'll have like a friendship you know you just have a circle of people you could like talk to like make up about maybe ideas you might have for a, a diff- for like a upcoming video or something like that or not just just people to talk to you know yeah um, yeah I know there's like a lot of like rambling we had about politics and Patreon. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't follow that stuff too much. But no, I gotcha. But yeah, let's actually get into the responses from the previous episode, uh, episode thirty. Um, I think that we're running a bit short of time, so we could, we could just get to the we could just skip our responses and and we could just just go straight to the other responses. Okay. But um, yeah. Episode thirty's question was: Do you think the impact of social media has been positive or negative in terms of twenty eighteen? Um, the first response comes from Raimondo. 
Um, and he says, as vague as the question might be, I would still attempt to answer it. It's important to know what context are we talking about when discussing about the impact of social media. Impact on our social lives, impact on our content creation, impact on professional platforms. I'll try to briefly answer all three. I think nothing has damaged our organic social life than social media. It's driven us away from real interactions, our actual relationship into virtual hollow interactions with people. People are doing things just to be able to post a picture of that online. Instead of living our life for ourselves, we are living it for others. But the context of social media changes drastically when talking about content creation because it's been way easier for people to increase the reach of their creativity. You drew a portrait, you could post it on social media platform, and it's bound to be seen and appreciated by more people than it was previously possible. Professionally, I think it's had a mix between positive and negative. While it's been easier to collaborate and communicate through these platforms, it's also blurred out the line between a personal and professional lives. So coming back to what I had said in the very beginning, the context matters most when talking about the impact of social media, and that is my bottom line. Yeah, definitely. I like I appreciate you for um for this <clears throat> for this in-depth response, Fernando. I I I totally get what you're saying. Um, there's all these different aspects of social media, like we have to like look into, like professional, um, etc. Yeah, and it's good to know like where that line is drawn, like for sure. Um, you want to go ahead and read the next response? The yeah, the one from Mike Star. From Mick Star, yeah. Mick Star. Okay. All right. So. Um, Mixstar says it's a mix between honest. I think he said on. I, I'm thinking he means honesty. Uh, it's a mix between honesty. Uh, it's been positive as it helped a lot of people come together and meet without needing to go overseas or anything like that. The internet has always intended to do, and I think every year it's like that and it should continue the negative aspect coming from the amount of hate i see being laid down on people that want to express their own opinion you say something doesn't someone doesn't like and they'll lash out at you and you really can't do anything because you don't know the person except arguing back any thoughts Uh, on that one i mean yeah so I, i guess i would say to that i really wouldn't give people online too much uh like headspace because i think at least what i'm starting to realize is that there's nothing representative about the people who are coming in and adding negativity to your stream like they don't represent you or the issues you care about like if they're throwing negativity into that it's usually because they represent the opposite of what you stand for so Mm -hmm. i mean i i would honestly just like yeah respect it you know let it have some time in your mind yes i saw you said that negative thing you know there's one nugget worth chewing on in there so i'll think about that but you know otherwise i'm not going to be thinking about this next week like right you'll yeah, probably definitely. yeah you know so I, I agree yeah not gonna like no let those people intrude my life and then just argue with them because at the end of the day you know you know, Life's just gotta go through short our day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to Real say for talk. the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, next response comes from the world of Snarf. Um, as a whole, I think of social media as a two step forward, one step back platform. There's more positive than negative that results from its usage. 
Sadly, negative messages overshadow the positives that actually happen. My personal social media usage has been nothing but positive this year. I look forward to see what improvements we make in regards to social media in 2019. Yeah, I really like this like this um, optimistic um, perspective on, on, on this one. Um, yeah, definitely you know, hope that things get better for social media. Because I know yeah. like, this, it's a bit of like mixed positive and negative, but... Gotta hope for the best, you know. It's a new year, you know. Changes are about to happen, you know. Let's just hope for the best. Yeah. You want me to go ahead and read Dominero's? Yes, sir. Okay. So, props to me if we're actually getting someone's name right. Swish! Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, Dominero, as I like to call him, uh, he said, Social media has had a neutral effect, as usual. It spreads awareness of any topic instantly, connects us all to agree peacefully and disagree aggressively hmm. without it we would not be aware of many tragedies through which may give a general generally happier mood but we are also not able to see the positive things that make us happy such as cute animals or memes the internet gives everyone a chance to just be a bit more of themselves without restraint which takes a toll on others and and i mean Speaking to this response, I can say at least for that last line, the internet giving everyone a chance to be more of themselves. I, as weird as this would sound, one of the things I was struggling with when I was doing Sieb type stuff mm-hmm. uh, is that I didn't have my voice. And like for the <laughs> longest time, I would be sitting down in front of my camera trying to think like, you know, what am I trying to say and what am I trying to present? And I would be so hung up on that, that the substance of my content wasn't there. And through having to address that, that issue of what's my voice and you know what am I trying to put out there? Mm. I realized that through YouTube, I realized what a subset of my values were. And, and so in what I try and make on my channel, what you're actually seeing is me as a person developing my personality and like, I don't know, grow as a person with you online. That's just my, you know? Yeah. 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 Totally. Like over time, you know, when you get through content creation, like at first you might not know what you want to do. You might not know like what purpose you have for making the content you want to do. But then like, once you get more into it, yet you start to find yourself and then you start to realize okay i really want to do this i really i know how to present this better or you know i I know how to make this enjoyable not just for me but for my audience as well yeah yeah um next one comes from fast foodie um let's see uh it's been pretty much negative on my part even our work has basically been all bad news locally like don't get me wrong but i'm glad to know that these things are happening but it gets old fast i'm i'm tired of always hearing bad news and the same old good news too but yeah i, I get what um fast food is saying like i know like I'm, like on tv like i always see news rather like whether like somebody's robbing a store or a murder or someone getting arrested you know, stuff that like that happens every day, you know, and it, it sucks, you know, but, you know, I just do my best not to like look too much into like what goes on in the media. I mean, I don't want that like intruding with like what I'm trying to do in my life. Yeah. yeah. As, as weird as that sounds. 
No, I mean, that that makes sense, because like just to share my two cents with this is, you know, I'll walk by my parents watching like ABC News or something like that. Right. And it's like you see based off the stories they're covering, they had to have like handpicked these stories. Right. So, I mean, for me, it was really more of an issue choosing like what kind of influences do I want in my life? Like, do I want to have this news that's based off like sensational stories that will drive viewers or do I want news that while it might be a little bit biased is more grounded in the truth with a slight bit of editorial, like editorializing. And that's kind of how I decided to like start doing print news more than anything else. Uh, you want to go ahead and read the last response? Yes, sir. Okay, so Bark Animations says, A few positive elements of social media are many self have emerged to share their stories and opinions with the world. Facebook and Instagram and etc. also help businesses grow through targeted ads. Some drawbacks are posting on social media are people accidentally may post personal information and that can cause many problems. Uh, Another problem is people with many followers can promote fake news or bad talk about others, and that's never good. Overall, I think social media has been both positive and negative in regards to its impacts on our society in 2018. Um, I mean, so I, as far as like, so I've been studying like online advertising and SEO, nothing serious. And it, I mean, Everyone's trying to say that Facebook or Google is where it's at, but I really don't think Facebook advertising is going to be such hot sauce for much longer, being as like their approach is literally trying to wall you into their platform. And I don't think people want that. It's, I think, once you become dependent on one source for things. So, like, if Facebook was the only thing you used to do, like social media, online shopping, and consuming videos you'd find that your like sh- your content pipeline is much more homogenous. So, I mean, yes, there are awesome platforms to help people grow, but you definitely got to diversify. And then I, I, I guess I'll agree with his first point to a certain extent where he says that a few positive elements of social media are many new YouTubers like myself have emerged to share their stories and opinions with the world. Right, right. I agree on that. I look at that I look at that more of the popular YouTubers represent the most popular sentiment, I think. So it's not necessarily for me that a particular YouTuber has risen to prominence. It's more I look at that to see, okay, what ideas are popular and with who. Same way that like I'll I'll go through my channel analytics and like you know, the topic of one is clearly Patreon. The topic of another might be like Linux, whatever. And it's really interesting to see like, yeah, my demographics as a whole are this, excuse me, but this is how this topic shook down for like specific people. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely gives us a platform to talk. But I think the more interesting thing is to see how people respond. If that makes sense, I don't you got a take on his? Um, let me see. Um, I get what you're saying. Like, just like, like 
YouTubers, like new tubers, new YouTubers like ourselves, or like new content creators. I, I like saying that better than like just you like YouTubers, because you know content creation can be like more than just YouTube. Like I would say. Yeah. But yeah, I like how there's like new content creators out there trying to share their stories, but um. And then, like you're saying, like what they said, like Facebook, Instagram, etc., try to help businesses grow through the targeted ads. Um, Cause I know, like advertising, you know, it's how like those folks are like trying to make money through advertisements. Yeah. But, but I just feel like, you know, kind of like what I was going by, like what I was saying earlier, like the way that like new you, that new content creators are gonna grow, or like through word of mouth. I feel like that's like the main way. Like, more people could, like, get into, like, what these new content creators are saying. Like, you know, what stories are they talking about. You know? And, yeah. Yeah. And, like, in due time, like, more people are going to be going through your content. Like, learning about your story. And then, as well as, like, seeing, like, where I'm coming from as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, like, my true. take on that. Um, Too true. Yeah, let's actually get into our question, you know, for this episode, like, before we wrap this up. Like, something that we could ask the viewers for, like, to respond um, for the next episode. I would ask, what are you doing to improve your life, and how are those benefits becoming apparent? Okay, all right. That, that, that's, that's a good question. So, like, what are you doing to improve yourself for the new year, I, I would say? Sure. In your, right. I mean, my yeah. All right, let's let's go let's go ahead with that. So our question for for this episode for episode thirty one will be: What are you doing to improve yourself for twenty nineteen? Or you know, what goals are you setting for yourself, and what will you be doing to achieve those goals? Um, Boom. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you want to send your responses, you're welcome to hit me up on Facebook or Twitter at Morse Podcast. Or you could send an email to moraltruthbusiness at gmail.com. Every, all the links down there will be like in the show notes, in the description. And yeah, because I could be contacted pretty much on most platforms. I'm also on Discord. If you want to go into my Discord server, that's also there in the description. If you want to have a chat with me there sometime or have a voice chat, anything you want to do. Because, you know, I'm, I recently got my server up and running again because before i was i closed my server i i went to um one of my stream team server and when i had my own text channel now i don't have that text channel anymore now it's everybody's like grouped together into one text channel and you know it i kind of lost my way to <clears throat> to like interacting with my with my my friends or with my my viewers so i just i just rebooted my server so like i opened it up again and yeah, I'm hoping to get more people joining the server, you know, and just have a chill time over there, you know? So yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If folks are looking for a chill server to join, they'll join my Discord server. You can join it at discord.io slash M-O-R-A-L-S underscore N. So Moro's N because it's my N. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay, well, right on, this, but yeah, definitely, if you're interested in answering these questions, I'm sorry, this question or set of questions yeah you, you folks will know where to contact me and yeah we'll be sure to read i'll be sure to read your responses or get them read by my next guest you know on the on the next episode we'll go ahead and talk about those and yeah i'm looking forward to what you folks have in mind and i'm looking forward to you know what's in store 
you know, for this podcast in 2019, as well as my, my future content. And, you know, I'm looking forward to see what you have in store on your channel as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know yet. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think you're already almost at, well, like 20 subs, I, I'm guessing. Roughly. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm at 18 right now. 18, so, I mean, yeah. Shout out. If you guys want to look at my content and you think it's worth subscribing to, feel free. I'm on YouTube as Spooky Pete. Twitter is Spooky Pete. And yeah. Yeah, Thanks. everything. Will, yeah, all his of Spooky Pete's links will also be in the show notes. But yeah, I'd like Ooh. to thank you for, for joining me on in this podcast. We went a bit like like before editing this. It's, we're already at past an hour and a half. Yeah. And yeah, before I edit all these things. Like start doing all these cuts and whatnot. But yeah, yeah this concludes the end, of, the end of episode 31 of Morse Podcast. Thanks again, Spooky Pete, for for guesting today. I know you got to go to the gym, so I'll, I'll go ahead and let you get to that. But Appreciate until next time, yeah, yeah, until next time, I'm Alex, also known as More Truth, your host of Morse Podcast. Take care, have a great rest of your day, and let the Moors be with you.